one of my friends hooked me up with this audio thing. So I was like, damn, I got to take advantage of this. And it's all free too. So yeah, it's, it's better. It's way better than Zoom, it seems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom has like so many issues. And I think the other other thing, like uh, I used uh, Sendcaster. It was, it was all right too. But yeah. this is the best, I, I in my opinion. But um, yo, but thank you for coming on the show, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, you know, I, I love, uh, I like your videos. They're really funny, hilarious. Um, and I really like the content you produce. So I thought you brought like a diversified, uh, you know, uniqueness to this channel. And I also feel like humor and all those things are good for mental health as well. So I definitely want you to come on the show and introduce yourself, brother. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so for those that don't know me, I'm Raza North. I started this, uh, show called Raza's office, like about two months ago. Um, and I think you were about to just ask me like how I even got started in all this. So yeah. I can go into that if you want. Let's uh, do it. So I, for the longest time I've been, I like, I've been creating content for like over 10 years. Like I used to all the way going back to like 12, when I was 12, right? Like I was making like Minecraft videos. I wanted to be a YouTuber, all that right. good stuff. Um, but it's been like a process since then, like doing a bunch of stuff that I don't like to end up doing what I ultimately want to do. And Roz's office was basically the crossroads between what I love doing, which is giving people advice, talking to people in general about stuff, just random stuff in general. Um, and then what works, right? Cause ultimately like to make a living, you have to do something that works. And what a lot of people do is they over index on the part of doing what gets them by, right? Like makes them money, does all that stuff. And I just never wanted to end up in that position. So I, I was like, okay, you know, I love talking to people. I love giving them advice. Let me try this, like, let's just come up with this concept called free therapy, put it up on a poster board, went out, shot like two or three, like, uh, videos. And, um, the first one went like really viral. It got like 5 million views. So I was like, okay, wait a second. Like this might be something here. So I went, continued doing it. And it just became like this concept. And I love the fact that I called it Roz's office and not like free therapy, because there's a lot more that you can do with like. Roz's office than just like pigeonholing yourself into just therapy, right? Like I want to do like crappy dating advice. I want to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I want to like uh, uh, mix it up a little bit, make sure that it's entertaining because the goal of my channel is not to be super like over indexed on the mental health. And it's more of like you as a viewer, you come, you watch the video. You're like, you know what? I took away a lesson or two, but I was laughing and having a great time the entire time that I was watching this. No, and I like the concept too because I feel like it gives people the chance to not take things too seriously. Yeah. That's what I picked up because I think like therapy, there's a negative connotation behind it. So you made it into like a fun comical thing where like people can talk about their long distance, uh, long distance advice or, you know, in relationships or even advice when it comes to dating someone or just, you know, things they've done over the summer. I think it's it's really cool that what you're doing. And, you know, I, I really think that uh, you – have like a knack for talent when it comes to content creation. So like what made you want to become a content creator? I've always just loved like making videos in general. Like I think that's like my happy place. Like I I think so two things. I think I'm a marketer at heart, right? Like that's what I did years before I did like content creation. It just, I get this joy out of knowing that I know what works and then seeing it work, right? Like any, anything that you're good at, like, you know, like a welder or something, I don't know, like that is really good at creating these 
things, right? If they imagine like, oh, I can make this thing and I know exactly how it would work. They'd like stay up all night thinking about it, thinking about it. And then the next day they go to the shop, they weld that thing. They're like, damn, I freaking knew exactly how this would like be made in my head and it's happening in real life. So that's like the joy I get out of it because I kind of know how it works. I didn't even know that marketing was like, and I'm not some like marketing guru at all. I'm not saying that, but I will say like, I didn't know that people have a difficult time marketing and knowing what works. is just kind of intuitive for me, like knowing what works, knowing what people like. Um, and so content creation was more appealing to me because of the freedom, right? My biggest thing is never, I want to be rich. I want to, or I just want to be happy. It's, I want to be fulfilled and I want to be free. Right. And if being rich allows me to be free, then that's something I'll pursue. Right. But it's not necessarily being rich in and of itself. That's appealing to me. So content creation is the bridge, uh, like the, the gateway to freedom. That's, it's that's almost, what, it's almost that rush of dopamine you always get, right? Like when you're content creating, but not only for just the content, but for yourself, like you're like, damn, I did something good today. Well, even when I'm like getting on this podcast trend now, I'm like seeing myself edit more dude. Yeah. And literally like when I edit and stuff and I finish like a video, it just gives me the biggest satisfaction mm -hmm. that like, yo, I put out something in the world today and people are watching it and it's bringing out, um, some positivity in people's lives. Right. Exactly. So have people also opened up to you about like, you know, just their life experiences and stuff through your channels. I mean, off camera, on camera, you know? Yeah. So I, I get a lot of like, uh, DMs and then people like now recognize the show a little bit more in Austin. So they'll come up to me and tell me how it's like impacted them and stuff. But oh, sure. I, and, and I always like appreciate it. Right. But I think it's really important that if you aspire to be a content creator or you're aspiring to do anything, right. Right. Uh, that you enjoy the actual part of doing the thing. Right. Because for right. example, before this, I used to do like just interviews, asking people questions that I knew would work. Right. Like that was just my marketing brain working. You ask, XYZ question, you get XYZ yeah. answer, you get viral video, boom, right? You get followers. Um, and it's so formulaic now that the creator economy is a whole thing, right? Um, so I think the actual joy I get out of content creation is I ended up realizing I love talking to people, right? About anything. I'm a talker. I love it. I, I just get engrossed in conversation. Like when I go and shoot, the dopamine rush doesn't come from the followers and everything that follows, right? Like yeah. that's like over time, I think you almost get and in the best way possible, you become like almost immune to it or you know, the good, the people that have a good head on their shoulders will become like, not, not let the numbers dictate their mood. It's very difficult, but when you get there to not let the numbers dictate your mood and let the process of what you're doing dictate it. Right. So oftentimes now when I go out there and I'm done shooting, I'll come back and be in like the best mood possible. Right. Because I just, I was going there and doing what I love doing and that in itself, if I was making, um, th and this was a big indicator for me, if I was making a million dollars, if I won the lottery and I had hundreds of million dollars, yeah, I would do the whole thing of like set up all my trust and blah, 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 take care of all the money. But at the end of the day, what would I come back to doing? And it would be exactly what I'm doing now. And so that's the biggest indicator that like I'm on the right track for myself. That's awesome. And the thing is, like, uh, has anyone ever called you, like, crazy for your ideas? Like, you know, even when I do podcasting sometimes, a lot of my friends think, like, hey, like, you're crazy for doing this or you're crazy. Because, you know, everyone works that nine-to-five job. This is, like, a revolutionary, right? Like, in our generation, dude, like, yeah. everyone's, like, doing content creation now. But there's actually people who are successful in that industry or in our industry. And you're having, like, a lot of fun just engrossing yourself on, in these conversations. 
but are you also like, you know, you're also kind of, I don't know if you're judged for it, but like, I know for sure in my like community or whatever, it's almost like a taboo to almost like, you know, speak out or be a content creator. You know, it's always come, comes down to, Hey, is he, does he have a stable job? Does he work nine to five? You know, like you get that kind of, that kind of backlash too, or hear about it or whatever. So this is funny that you bring this up. One of my biggest goals, um, like this is kind of a North star I work towards. It's like the South Asian community has so much talent, right? The South yeah. Asian community, some of the most talented people in the arts that just never get to explore it. Right there. I, I have so many friends that are very talented with a camera, videography, photography, dancing right. is a big one. Um, DJing, just everything that you can imagine. Some of the most talented people in the world come from the South Asian community. The thing is, they just never get to explore it. They, they kind of have to, uh, adhere to like the norm of becoming a, a one of the four doctor, lawyer, engineer, or right. I think there's one more, but doctor lawyer yeah. is some of like the, it is like a thing that they have to like, kind of like associate themselves with to be accepted. And my biggest goal, like that I work towards is like eventually giving back to the community and creating a platform where, you know, these people feel open enough to do it. And, you know, we can get into the whole topic of like, you know, how our community is created and how there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. around uh, content creation and all that stuff. But I think, that used to happen to me, like, for example, with my Minecraft channel when I was like freaking 12, right? Um, <laughs> stopped, not because of the South Asian community, I stopped because my friends like started roasting me for it. And you know what I mean? Like I had 5,000 subscribers. If I had never stopped, I'd probably be one of the biggest content creators in the world by now. Right. And it's, wow. it, it's really like, um, it, it should, you should really think about that sometimes. Cause it's a lot of the times, like, I don't know any of those people now. I don't know any of those kids that, that used to talk about, like it was middle school, right? Like, what are you going to do? Right. I don't remember any of those people anymore. But, um, I thought about that a lot and, you know, instead of doing YouTube, I started doing digital marketing. You know, there's a whole thing behind that. I used to do it for businesses, blah, blah, blah. But I eventually came back to content creation. And so I personally don't really like, I know the noise exists. I know the noise exists of like, you know, South Asian community judging you for putting yourself out there, blah, blah, blah. I just think. I think every community to a certain extent is more critical of their own people than they are of people outside of their community. And I think just like that, every community also bandwagons once you're successful, just like any other one, right? Of their own people. It's like you're an outsider mm -hmm. until they realize you're Pakistani and you're successful, right? You're an outsider until you're like, they find out that you're, oh wait, you're one of us and now you're successful. Then you're the guy, right? You're the man or whatever. And I think the best way to just like go about it is to not get too caught up in it and not get too um, excited about it when you become successful either. So you, you've heard the whole saying of like not getting too high on your own supply and then also not getting too don't, low. Don't get vets in your highs and your lows, stay in the middle. Exactly. Just staying normal throughout it. And I, I think that's like, that that's what I always tell like all of my family and everything. It's like, to me, it's so weird because what I see on the screen is simply a number changing. Okay. And, and nobody Seriously. will ever, nobody will ever be honest about it because we, we live in a digital world. You suddenly get more followers. Your status is suddenly going up. People are talking to you a little differently. It's weird. It's weird. Dude, to be honest, yeah, dude I right. feel it. I feel it. And I only have a few hundred followers and you know, I, I have people like coming up to me like, yo, you're so like different now. You have all these like people on your show. And I'm like, dude, I'm still the same. And I, 
don't want it to be treated any differently. Like, I'm still the same person. I'm not going to go out and shit on you. But I get where you're coming from, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 I, I mean, I tell my girlfriend this all the time. It's, uh, I literally in the past two weeks went from like 5,000 followers on Instagram to almost like, I think today we'll hit a hundred thousand. Right. Good for you, bro. Yeah. That, and, and all I did was repost stuff that I'm, that I was doing already on TikTok. Right. And it's like, to me, I'm not even paying attention to Instagram. I'm very happy for it. Of course I see the success. Right. I'm very grateful for it. I'll never knock that. Right. But it's, it's weird that the that we live in a it's not weird it's 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 odd definitely that we live in a world where the digital implications of what you're doing have real world effect right for example like in those past two weeks every time i go shooting at the same spot i have a different kind of crowd that comes up to me after the instagram started taking off there's more like because instagram almost has more of an importance than TikTok. there's more people coming up to you more people are recognizing the show and of course you just can't get high on that supply right but it is like odd that the number on the screen just changes and like weird stuff starts happening right that's a really like yeah. it should be a very exciting thing like a very exciting opportunity but it's it's also very easy to just like fall into like a like a hole like of like oh wow dude. shit dude like whoa look at this right like it's, it's seriously so easy to like slip up no facts and i think like having like someone to ground you like your girlfriend or even like fr- like real friends or real family uh yeah. that'll really like keep you grounded and almost like they have to tell you like yo like don't get in into that like mindset of just chasing after fame chasing after followers because your purpose is higher you know like you have so much content and good things to offer to people don't change that formula just so you could make an extra bag or so you know um though a bag is nice i don't think having uh the impact that you're gonna have on yourself and other people like you said it's gonna be a huge impact Mm -hmm. and um do you do you have ways to like i guess cope when it comes to that stuff, because that's a lot, man. Like, like w- doing what you're doing at the age of 24, um, you know, just you know, grinding it out this much and have seeing this many, this much success. Like, I'm sure you have like a team, um, or is it just solely you? Uh, no. So I have I have a team that that helps me out. There's no way I could I could do all this by <laughs> myself. Yeah. Um, but as far as like coping and grounding myself, I, I think. So when I was 12, right, and I always go back to that, the Minecraft thing, right, because it was such a process. So let, let me get into maybe giving you some more context would help, sure. right? Um, so right after I finished up Minecraft, I was like, you know, 5,000 subscribers, super proud of myself, quit it because, you know, I was super embarrassed. I, it had gotten to me, right? It had gotten to me. Yeah. So at the time, Instagram was really popping off. Like This was in the beginning era of like Explorer page being the way that you popped off, right? Um, now it's very common to see pages that are like, oh, luxury cars, travel, blah, blah, blah. There's like, it's so the creator economy is now existing, right? Back then there was none of that, right? It was, it was the wild, wild west. So I've, I literally looked up at the time, like my family was going through a situation and I was like, okay, you know, I want to pull my own weight. Um, and I want to try to make some money. So I looked up how to make money online and it was like oh instagram's like this new up-and-coming platform that you can like make money off of blah 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 did some research started creating these instagram pages around luxury motivation quote pages all that stuff and i'd build them up to like half a million followers and sell them for like profit right that was how i was making money i was uh i was not smart enough at the time to know i could have kept those and advertised on them (laughs) but you know eventually it, it got into my brain and i was like wait a second like 
you can build one page up to half a million followers, then create another page, promote it on that page, and now get that one to half a million followers. Yeah, almost like a ripple, rippling effect. Right, over. exactly. It's just, you just, the real difficulty is zero to one, and then after that, you're going off, right? So I did do that, and it was great. And I was like, okay, I was making a lot of money, and um, I was like, okay, wait a second. I'm, like, too young right now, but I know the real money where it's at is working with businesses, right? Like, that's where the real money's at, not doing this stuff, because at any moment, Instagram can be like, and you're gone, right? But teaching people is like the number one way of like, you know, re like getting your getting basically selling your in, like knowledge, right? It's it's like you're doing the same process again and again, but you're doing it for someone else. So I was like, okay, let me go approach businesses. I was 16 at the time, so from 12 to like 16, I was doing Instagram pages. And um, at 16, I go, all right, let me go talk to XYZ business. They're like, dude, you're 16. I'm not gonna trust you with the shit. <laughs> and they like give me money. I was like, okay. Well, this is a problem because I've tried to talk to everybody and nobody's giving me money. So I was like, okay, how can I get, how can I get businesses to like pay me what I'm worth? And um, so I was like, okay, you know what people respect a lot. And at the time, like being a New York Times bestseller was like, whoa, credible, right? So I was like, okay, I'm, what I'm going to do is I know a lot about this stuff and nobody believes me. So I'm going to write a book. So for the next 308 days, I spent writing uh, writing and self-publishing a book called The Social Media Specialist. Like now the website doesn't work, any of that. I have like the last five copies. <laughs> but anybody that bought it at the time, it was, it was crazy, right? Um, so I published it at 17, took me 308 days to, uh, to write the whole thing. And the whole time I was not thinking in my head, oh, I'm going to sell a shit ton of copies of these. Like, of course, I was aspiring, but I didn't really believe it. So once I published it, you know, my high school started like claiming credit for like putting me on and like wrote articles <laughs> about me, blah, blah, blah. Still like, yeah, sure. They gave me exposure, et cetera. Um, but it went really viral on Facebook. And that's like when it started picking up traction, people in Canada were contacting me. Like it was, it was crazy. And I was like, okay, now I've gotten some traction. Now I can do something with this, but I've been literally doing business out of like one of my Instagram pages. Like that's where I was like, like, oh, send me through PayPal, blah, blah, blah. Super illegal. Oh, like IRS don't me, you know, um, <laughs> but that, that's, that's kind of like, like where it was at. So I was like, all right, I need to make this into like a real thing. So I started this company called mysterious media, which was a digital marketing agency. And I did that from like 18 to like, I would say like 20, 21, working with a bunch of businesses, like a, a bunch of restaurants, mainly shooting pictures for them, helping them with their Instagram, etc. Like it was just, it was just very, and I say this very like in the best way possible, it was very redundant and it made a lot of money. And that's like the best thing for most people. It wasn't for me because the only thing I was concerned about was putting myself through college and helping my mom if I could and pulling my own weight. Right. right. And um, at some point I was like, you know what? Like I'm miserable like doing this thing. Like it's just like I'm doing the same shit again and again. And yeah, for this business, it feels like a ma massive revelation, right? For me, it's just another day and I'm not excited, right? So I dropped the whole thing and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start this podcast. I was like, I think 20 at the time, sophomore in college. Started a podcast called Crushing It. Basically, it was around like uh, student entrepreneurs because the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, the, um, you know, all of these big entrepreneurs were getting put on these platforms, but nobody cared about the the student that was going to college and also trying to build a business at the same time. Uh, talk about him, right? And I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to these people. Surprisingly, there was a lot of them and I knew a lot of them. And I did 20 episodes of it and I was like, 
this is awesome. I get it. Like, it was also like, kind of like for me to feel like I'm not alone. Right. Cause it's, this is really difficult trying to go to college, seeing people that don't have those problems, kind of just kind of just focusing on college and you focusing on like five different things. It's very hard. Um, you're scattered so, more or less. It's very scattered and it's very unrelatable. Like nobody can relate to your problems. Oh, you're getting sued for like X, Y, Z. That's insane, like, man. That's a lot of stress for a kid who's like 18, nine, like around that age, right? Like 18 to 21. That's a lot of stress, bro. That's crazy. Exactly. exactly. And mine's wasn't like as difficult as someone like, you know, like my brother who was doing much like, like much bigger like type of things. And his was even more unrelatable, right? But at a smaller scale, like it's still very unrelatable. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to drop this whole thing. This is not me. I'm going to do this podcast. Did it for 20 episodes. Got a kick out of it. It was great. I figured out like mm-hmm. exactly what to do. Um, and then I dropped that too because I didn't think I was being honest with who I was. You know, It comes back to the concept of being in the South Asian community. You're either an entrepreneur, like super respected doctor, lawyer, engineer, because these are all things that have been ingrained into our brains that those are the only, at least in my opinion, those are the only like aspects of like the career world that is respected in their eyes. But, you know, I realized like, and this was a revelation on my own, maybe it's not true, maybe it is, uh, that people typically uh, respect those things because they're inherently bring success. But if you can bring the same success to the thing that you're doing, whether you're a dancer, DJ, videographer, content creator, you'll get the same amount of respect. Like you look at someone like Hassan Minaj um, or Hassan Minaj, um, and he's a comedian, right? And he didn't get that much probably respect in his early days. They're like questioning him, what the hell are you doing, blah, blah, blah. But now you see him and every doctor, lawyer, engineer is going to watch their shows and giving him the respect that he deserves. And I think that's just the nature and cycle of how the world works, right? It, it is, you are not successful, so you are not respected until you're successful and then you're respected. But that's the whole idea. It's like when you go through that process, you see who stuck around through that entire thing for when you weren't successful and when you were, and that's kind of like the bread and butter of who you keep around. Right. Um, so after the crushing it podcast, like I, I was like, okay, this is not me. You know, I'm not, I'm trying to be some tech CEO entrepreneur, <laughs> like freaking <laughs> here to this thing because it's the cool thing, the respected thing. I was like, man, this is not me, bro. Like I'm, I'm a weirdo that loves fucking talking to random ass people talking about stupid shit that people in the brown community don't even like try to like venture right. do, right? Like I just want to do whatever the fuck I want to do, right? And everyone was so afraid of like I think a lot of people are very afraid of judgment and they're very scared of embarrassing themselves. You know, there's a there's a thing that I was watching, I think it was like Jordan Peterson's or some shit like that. Um <laughs> I don't know. He was talking about uh, like psychology and I love psychology, right? He was talking about how like humans, interesting. right? It's like, it, it, he was talking about how humans, like their basic instinct is to like be a part of the herd, right? He was talking about actually zebras and how like their stripes like are made so that you can't pick them out in a herd. Oh, wow. like, you can't, yeah. you can't pick out like, Oh, that's that zebra that I knew. No. Unless yeah. like some sort of right. And like when lions are hunting them, he was talking about this. He's like, when lions are hunting them, they can't single out a zebra. Like, because how are they supposed to coordinate, like, with their pack? Like, we're going to go attack this one. Unless they have some sort of defect, like, oh, he has, like, a broken, broken leg or some shit. Or, like, some red dot or something. So he said that that relates to humans because what they'll actually try to do when you're trying to sell them something, humans are not trying to actually, if you try to sell them on this product that I'm selling you is going to help you succeed, that's not going to really make them want to do that. But if you tell them this product is going to prevent you from failing, prevent you from embarrassment, 
prevent you from like being judged, prevent you from like somehow outing yourself into, you know, being an outsider of the tribe. That is what people love. Like nobody wants to be on the outside. It's scary. Like it makes you vulnerable. So that's like, that's where I think it all originates from. Um, and so once I dropped it, I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't me. I'm going to go do whatever the fuck I want. TikTok was popping off. Um, Gary V was like screaming about it. I think he was like, <laughs> bro, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. And I was like, all right, dude, whatever. Let me try this. He was and going ham. He was going ham for the record. I remember him. this. He was going ham. I was like, you know pandemic. what? Every, I, every post. Too many times. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to wait this time. So <laughs> I remember at the beginning of like my TikTok thing, like it was super embarrassing. I had like a lav mic no hair i was like bald at the time <laughs> dude i had one friend that was willing to help me oh, we walked shit. like 10 miles downtown austin trying to interview people the audio was absolute shit. like <laughs> it was miserable and i was editing those things and i have videos and hopefully you'll see it when i hit like a million on TikTok. um hey i'm rooting for you bro boy hey, i'm rooting for you got this thank you bro um yeah and and i have videos from bro like i'm sitting in my like at the time I had an apartment with one, like five other people. And I had one half of a room, one half of a room, bro. And student housing was so bad. I was paying like almost a thousand a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Like students is no joke. Now it's all loans, bro. It's all loans. Honestly. And so I have videos of me back then just being like, yo, I'm going to do this because just like the book, the, I do things in my life that prove to me that I'm capable. Right. And that, that this whole journey so far has been just a, capability test, right? Like people, when they get older, the whole thing is like, um, they're like, Oh, you realize you're only competing against yourself. And it's so corny. It's like, dude, shut up, man. Like nobody cares. <laughs> We've heard this a thousand times. When is it going to yeah. be true? Right. But it's so true. Right. Cause it's like, when you realize your own capabilities, then you don't need anybody else to like, Oh yeah, man, you got this, whatever. It's like, dude, people are going to come. People are going to go, people are going to support. People are going to not support people are going to be at this threshold, but they won't be able to comprehend. You can get to this threshold, but if you can envision it, you can see it. You can encourage yourself. I think the sky's the limit on anything. And this is not some sort of motivational thing. It's like, I've lived this. Right. And that's why, like, that's probably why the noise of the South Asian community doesn't get to me. I I'm almost empathetic towards them. Right. I almost feel like they need someone to be like soothing to them. Like, Hey, you love dancing like, bro, go become like a fucking dance instructor, create content around dancing, stop being embarrassed about it. Because if you love dancing so much where you could wake up every single day, go to a studio and just dance your fucking dance away every single day for three, four hours and get paid the same amount you get paid for a software engineering or a doctor job, would you do it? And I bet you 90 everyone would they've won their game because they're doing something so effortlessly that they they want to almost like uh, they're excelling without even realizing it, right? And that's when you really tap into your inner, inner potential. And I think even even when I see the South Asian community, everyone's like just very judgmental or they see like, you know, if you're doing something out of your out of your comfort zone, they're going to judge you right off the bat, dude. It's, it's, just, it's just unavoidable. But I think um, you hit the nail on the head when you said like you have to do something that's out of the herd. And even if it's uncomfortable, like, you know, you, if you attempt it and you're successful, you're definitely going to reach wherever, like, you know, your YouTube channel or wherever you want to go in life. Right. So, um, yeah, I applaud you for that, you know, and I know it's not easy, definitely from coming from like a Brown family and stuff doing this and being, you know, berated about it. I think 
having that drive to just every day make content and, you know, just understand people's lives. So even for mental health, man, like nobody talks about mental health because you're perceived as weak. Um, but I kind of want to change that narrative. And I want to also show that creators like yourself and creators I work with actually do have issues too. It's not just like they're making content. I'm sure mm-hmm. for you to make those pieces that you made and editing it, and imagine you have a team that would take you hours to make, if not days. So um, I think just you branching yourself out and posting a content like that, like every day, dude, it's what you're doing is great. And I think people, it's going to resonate with people, especially like the way you're making it like Raza's therapy. I think it's funny as hell. So yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah. I, I almost think it's, it's like, even now, like my ideal version of my life was doing something I love every day. And I think for the past four months, like I wake up every day and I'm like, like, yeah, like I have my own problems. I'm a human being, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I always like almost have these moments of like, yo, are we doing this right now? (laughs) We're doing this right now. Right. Like, holy crap. Like (laughs) a long time coming. Cause throughout that whole contextual story, I told you every single day I was waking up. It was like, I want to be doing something else. I want to be doing that thing where it doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do that thing. And for the past four months, like, so a little bit about like college, right? I studied computer science at UT Austin. So I was, I still adhered to the, to the little thing. And that was only because my family didn't have, like, I didn't have a safety net, right? I needed something to fall back on. And I was the only one that could, I could fall back on. Um, so I, I, I did software engineering and I was like, dude, like, and I say this very, like, this is a norm. If you're not, if you're in the computer science community, you will get it, right? When you graduate with a CS degree, it's very known that you're going to almost always at least get a hundred thousand dollars salary, right? And right. I would always, and especially UT Austin, it's like, you're almost a guarantee, right? And so I had that expectation. I was like, okay, but I don't want that. I don't want that to be the end because I know how easy it is to get comfortable, especially someone not coming from money, money, a hundred K is a lot of money, bro. Right. So I graduated and I, I, you know, I got a job from uh, Procter and Gamble and I was like doing a remote job. So I was balancing like so much shit at the time. Cause I was, it was almost like taking a job for me was not, was in my own head, my version of it was failure. Right. Cause I viewed a job as like, wow, I gave up on my dreams. But instead, what I did was I saved up for eight months, six, I think it was seven or eight months. um, And then I quit and I just went all in on this. And I think if people were willing to have a little bit more patience and believe in the thing they actually want to do, it is, it takes forever, but it's fucking amazing. Like glorifying, right? Like just so glorifying at the end of the day. It is so beautiful, dude. And I, I say this in like the most, like, I, w- I wish people were here to see it because I'm still not there fully, right? Like, for example, now my struggle is, okay, like, we need to get sponsorship so that we can sustain the team, blah, blah, blah. There's always going to be some sort of problem. But at the end of the day, every day I wake up, I'm, like, now actually pursuing, in the pursuit of the thing that I want to do. Do you know what I mean? There's no side quest. There's no, oh, I need to be doing <laughs> college. I need to be doing social media company or some shit. There's just, there's this and that is all there is, right? And I wish people who were good at, you know, artists, like, dude, there's painters in the South Asian community. There's, and, and I don't, I've, of course, your audience is probably made up of more than just South Asian people. And I, and I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. It's that my own people 
like it it hurts my soul when they give up on their intuitive talents for, for sure. the sake of like adhering to what's a safer route because that's what's been ingrained in them like i understand someone saying okay i want to do software engineering because i want a safety net and i'd rather not go through the complexity of making this making a living out of this totally get it but the people that are miserable in it who have been in like these like jobs for so long and just it's know crazy. that they're actually talented at painting i just wish they would give it a shot because what do we we don't have that much representation on the internet dude we don't like we have it mildly like we have bollywood and stuff that's all the way there but in the western in western culture we don't have that much representation we have like hassan minaj kunal um i don't know like maybe like i can count on both hands like how many people <laughs> there are and it just makes me sad because i know there's a lot of politics that go into it but i think it's also the fact that a lot of people don't take that leap of faith and really give it their all to try the numbers games doesn't work for us because not as many people attempt. It's kind of like the NBA, right? Not a lot of like South Asian kids really pursue the NBA after high school, right? Like it's like maybe they go into a D1 or college or something, but they don't really, really pursue it. There's, there's always that thing in their head. Oh, we can do this instead. Or right. they'll get like a really good degree alongside it, which is a very smart idea. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But the numbers game is not in our favor. And I wish the the numbers would make up for it so that we would get some like representation like if a hundred thousand people more started attempting it maybe we'd get like 10 or 20 people more um that make it to the top so that they would represent us i right? think i think it's like a, us like it's almost like our society like because our family and stuff they're immigrants or whatever right they come from like asia we're almost in like the safety net of this cushion of like doctor engineer and you know the the usual career paths that they should take and trust me i was in cs too i still am but the thing is like i'm also trying to do something that i'm passionate about and is to you know understand your life and understand people's lives um and you know i think just them branching out and you know just being part of like a bigger community almost like the south asian you know force i think it'd be like more impactful if we just you know this this year, especially if you see more people who are in the Brown community are coming out and they pursue their talents because our parents came here for a reason, right? They came here to like, you know, plant their seeds, but now we're the ones living our lives. We're also putting our, st we're actually born in America. So that conversation of us dating too, right? Like people who are our backgrounds, our ethnicities, even us doing what we want to do. That's why we're here to be free, right? So why not make content? Why not do the things that Americans and other people in other races are doing too, because, you know, they also see the value in that too. So I really think it's important for us to really focus and, and learn from you too, Raza, like that, like, you know, it's okay to be a content creator. It's okay to hustle hard. It's okay to also in the future, there might be like a team you could hire, like for a certain description or something. And, you know, you can, they can, you can make content much easier that compared to how we're grinding it out. And right. Or we're trying to fight those sponsorships and do these things day to day. But you know, it's definitely a big message, you know, and do you find it tough to also make collaborations, especially, you know, from being uh, from a brown, like background, you're, you're Pakistani, right? I'm sure you are. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, but I just want to make sure. Um, yeah, uh, people, people think I'm Mexican because of the hair, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I can see a little bit of that. I can see a little bit of that because of the curly hair. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't think it's, uh, so, sorry, sorry, I'm going to forget this if I don't mention it, but no, it's cool. a big example of the the hundred thousand thing I was saying, like if we increase the numbers, I, I was thinking while you were talking is, um, look at us in like the, we played the numbers game in the tech CEO world, right? 
look at the amount of people that are from a South Asian community that have made it to the top of these companies. You had Microsoft, Twitter up until like a month ago, right? Like you have, I, I can't. So many. Them, but so many. So, so many. Right, like in the Fortune 100 or Fortune 500 companies. And that's because we played the numbers game and we actually put all our eggs in that basket, right? All I'm asking is that people actually put the eggs that they want in the basket that they actually desire, not the one that we've just been forced to do for so long. Um, but yes, as far as collaborations go, I don't think the, I think the creator community is very open. Like they're very like, yes, some, sometimes it, you know, you, you get a sense of like, um, maybe this is not what people are used to seeing. Right. Um, but other than that, like the creator community is pretty open. I think everyone struggles as a creator brings them together. And so there's not really like a, there's not really like a discrimination or like a prejudice against that, that I've at least personally seen. Um, but as far as like, maybe like, uh, what to do, like, for example, when you want to do like a software engineering doctor, whatever lawyer, there's like, 500 cousins that you have that <laughs> right like that that have laid out the path before you right um and so it's a very like cookie cutter process but as far as like creators go there's not really many people that you can rely on that relate to your own experience like you know you're coming from a south asian background um and maybe like all of your friends are not from that background you're all relating on creator problem levels but culturally you don't have the same problems you you can't even relate to that because Maybe their family's understanding of it. Your family is not. Maybe their community is like actually actively helping them with their creator career. And they have friends that have done this before and then helping them with sponsorships and stuff. It's kind of like just paving the way. There's not many people that have paved, paved the way for, at least that I've seen, um, that have paved, paved the way for the South Asian community to go into this stuff. So it does feel a little bit like the wild, wild west, like that you're on your own sometimes. Um, but I think it's getting better. I think there's hope. Because uh, I also see like a lot more people like taking that step forward. So. Oh yeah, definitely, dude. Like I, I that's how I got my inspiration too. I kind of like was, you know, with anxiety and you know just in mental health in general. I was just so like I felt like a certain type of way with the brown community, and now like I'm finally feeling like the, like the feeling the feeling of um, really helping them out over time. You know, I really want to change that narrative and like just be there for them to just kind of change their shift in their mindset, you know, not do the same cutie cut cutter things. Don't, you know, don't pursue the same kind of jobs. Like try to do something even on the side, even if you're going to work nine to five, try to make side hustles, you know, work, invest in real estate, invest in crypto, do different things that can diversify yourself. Because, you know, as a creator too, I find like when I connect with other creators, I, I was just on a call with another creator the other day and he was just helping me with the most random shit. And we were just discussing like this project and it was just like, okay, he understood exactly what I was going through, but mm -hmm. somebody on that same field didn't understand it because they didn't see the creative aspect of it. So I mm -hmm. felt like, you know, just with creators, sometimes you feel this open-mindedness and this crazy side that we all have, but you know, it's almost like our power too. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to translate it to like people outside of like the, the community because because that that's all that's what i mean when when i say people like relate on a creator level like as far as the problems go um i mean some of my like some of my greatest experiences have been with people that are creators and that ha around like creative concepts that i've come up with because here's the thing like my favorite part about being a creator is like 
when I did software engineering, this is just personally my own experience, right? The sky is the limit, but I don't know how to get to that, right? For me right. personally, I'm, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a coder. I've done software engineering. I'm not like some freaking genius, right? I'm not. So for me to get from point A to point like Z, it's like the steps are there. They're muddled a little bit with creator stuff. It's like the sky is the limit and I know how to get there. Right. And that, that is like the magical power right there. Cause it's like, you can exercise your craziness and this is your job to be able to create stuff that never existed. And it is one of the coolest things in the world because when I'm doing hello world on my thing, 50 billion people before me have typed hello world. But when I'm doing like one thing in the creator world, like for example, the free therapy concept, I'm literally taking a poster from target <laughs> and saying, Hey, sick. I don't care what anyone is saying. I, from this moment on, am declaring that this thing is now a show, okay? And I'm going to treat it like that. And when you treat it like that, everyone treats it like that. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. Did I just, I just made this, right? And that is, I don't think people realize how easy it is to actually create things. And my mom used to always tell me, she's like, um, she's like, oh, you know, you think that it's easy for everyone to do this, but it's actually not. And that's like your superpower. And I'm like, I think about it. And I'm like, is it that she was just gassing me up? Or do people not just realize that like they have this power? You, you can do anything that you want as long, like if you take it down to the bare bones of it, like you don't need some Hollywood produced Netflix series, HBO Max series, some shit like that. You don't need any of that. You don't need some high quality camera, blah, blah, blah. You literally take out your phone. You declare that this is the thing that you're doing. And when you, it's kind of like mental health, right? Like when you have self-respect for yourself, everybody starts respecting you, right? Because you start treating yourself like that. So if you start doing that with the work that you're doing, whether it's, you know, you're a creative or not, and you declare that this is something and you give it that respect, people are gonna be like, why is he giving it that much respect? Okay, well, is there something here? And then they'll start respecting it. It's just, a, it's a wild concept. And I know it's so simple and people probably figured this out way before me, but me actually analyzing the actions I've done led me to it, like discovering this. And I was mind blown. I was like, holy shit, that's all I do. I don't do anything difficult. I genuinely, to this day, I think anything I do can be replicated. Has, but, has like your formula changed? Like, I know like the first time you get hit hundred subscribers probably on, uh, or hundred followers on Instagram, you're like, whoa, I hit a hundred. Now, like, yeah. how did you... How was like your formula then till now? Like, has it changed? Because, you know, as you're growing, you're learning all this stuff. And yeah. you got it at 100, probably hit 100 right now. You don't know. But like, yeah. the like, thing is, <laughs> probably, right? But like, the thing is like. Um, now you want me to check. Okay? No, nah, I kind of want to check. Let's just check. YOLO. Right. The podcast. Let's see it. Oh, God. Are we seeing the live revelation? Yes, uh, yo. Yes, sir. Let's do this. Oh, it's uh, still It's nine. right there. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> right now oh my kid do, yeah, do they tell you the full number or no do they tell you the whole like how, how how far off you are or no i'm pretty sure i can see but i'd rather it be a surprise you let, know? let it be a surprise you gotta do like the unboxing and boom you know but yeah exactly exactly dude, but congrats man that's 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 sick but do you still remember from like the hundred followers you had till now like it's probably like a i'm still on my like that starting baiting out phase but a beta phase but like it, you, do you remember like how it was until you feel now like it's probably like huge right so yeah. Are you 
asking like my process and how it's changed or like how like what are you asking oh, oh like uh i guess like like yeah like has like your formula for developing content changed because you know over time when you see all, all this growth you know you try to go for the most uh best quality content versus like yeah. you know the little mics I have and just, you know, the little appliances that we have right in the beginning. So. Yeah. It's, it's, I would say like you, you learn to like optimize things, right? Like as you see what works, you're like, okay, well, this is clearly working. This is the kind of characters that work. Okay. How can I produce more of this? Okay. Do I need a team? Blah, blah, blah. Like you optimize things over time, but really in the beginning, all you need is a phone, a friend and <laughs> a, phone, a phone, a friend and your idea. Like, I think, those three things can create magic. And that's, and we're so blessed. We live in this kind of era where you're one video away from like changing your entire life. Right. And, um, yeah, the, the formula has changed, but I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think you should stress yourself out or worry yourself out about how that's going to look because over time you, you'll get the feedback. It's like a, it's like opening up a restaurant, right? When you open it up and you serve your first burger and, and the customer's like, bro, your onions are not cooked right, right? Like, <laughs> like, all right, shit, I'll cook my onions right the second time, right? And you optimize, it's like, oh shit, this is pretty good, right? And you optimize it over time and suddenly you have the best burger in the city. But did it start like that? Probably not. Yeah, practice makes perfect, brother. You know what I mean? So exactly, exactly. that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, I guess uh, when it comes to mental health, um, do you, uh, right now as a creator, do you, uh, have any hardships mentally too? Because, you know, you have a lot going on, going for you. Like, I know success is coming your way, but is there also any mental health hardships that you kind of currently d deal with that you want the viewers to know? Because I think, like, let's say some of our, 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 some of them are in your shoes or they're headed towards, like, what you're headed towards. Like, you know, when it comes to, like, just the content or whatever, or just the followers, do you think, like, uh, you know, is there anything you're currently kind of struggling with or you've had struggle with? Feel free to share. Yeah, so I, I would I'll just say a few things I learned, right? Sure. Like it's um obviously like don't let the numbers get to your head ever, right? Like it's it's a number on a screen, bro. Tomorrow yeah. servers could get shut off and you're if you put your self worth and value on those numbers and they're gone, you're gonna have a very, very rude awakening. So just remember at any day any time Instagram can shut down, TikTok can get shut down, that number disappears. Now who do you have left? Right. It's still the people that you treated right in person that you've loved, your family, your friends, all those people, right? So don't forget that ever. So that's number one. Number two is like regulation. Like uh, I typically like have very long days and I work a lot, but I, I and I and it makes me forget sometimes that I have to regulate myself. Like I have to go exercise, I have to see my friends, I have to talk to my family, stuff like that. You can't forget about that. You can't be too caught up in like the digital world where you forget about the real world. Um, and then the last one would be, um, actually I forgot the last one. It slipped from my brain, but those are the two oh, main, <laughs> those are the two main things that I've learned like so far. Uh, so what's next for you, I guess, Raza, do you have any new ideas coming in mind? Podcasting, dropping yeah. an album, like what's going on? <laughs> well, if anyone's watching this, that has, uh, that is musically talented. Hey. Uh, one of my bucket lists is to have a song with someone, but you know, I'm not, musically talented at all so i'll press one piano key and <laughs> myself in the producer run away like kanye West. Or, or if you want to name drop raza north in a song i'll be that'll be my theme song for uh, so here here i'll say this and this will be exclusive to your show what's next for me is um and and anybody can use this idea i don't care like 
it's it's out there. This is what I'm going to do. I think everybody on the rise to, like, for example, you have Kanye, Lil Baby, um, Travis Scott. They all have documentaries, right? Like, oh, when they were coming up, etc. But typically those things start at like, you're already from zero to like, you know, at zero to one, their documentary usually starts at one and then to a million, right? One to a million, right? There's never the zero to one. There's like history and you can put it together, but there's never the buildup. So I think the way that social media is working now is like social media creators are like sports teams, right? Like you have a creator, you root for them and you hope that they win. And the winning is really like going mainstream and like really like blowing up, right? So what I want to do is I want to, what's next for me is I want to document the process of me becoming the version of myself that I aspire to be. And I want everyone to kind of be able to tune into that in like a blog format or whatever it is. um, And be able to see that process because looking back, imagine you were able to see Hassan Minaj's or whoever it is, right? his whole come up and how, how the ups, the downs, the, the very, like the biggest, like the saddest moments, the highest moments, if you were able to live that with them, uh, I think that you would be able to recreate the formula for success pretty quickly. And I'm not, I'm the biggest fan of not gatekeeping any of that information. Like, I don't know why people do that. Like how are so, how else are you supposed to get your whole community rise up? Um, so I, that's like, what's next for me. I think you have to else. break the, we have to break the repetitive chains. Right. So I think yeah. that's, that's going to be uh, interesting to see, but yeah. thanks for sharing, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's big. And I hope it works out for you too, for sure. You know? So hell yeah, man. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today, bro. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, let me drop your, what's your Instagram handle? Raza's office is your channel. Uh, yeah. So Raza's office is my channel, my Instagram. Uh, all that stuff. That's like where you'll see like the therapy content, all that stuff. My personal one is Raza North. So like, if you guys want to check that out, probably on TikTok, you can see um, it's only like one handle. It's Raza North. So check that out. Um, we're trying to really like do well on YouTube. So go watch the videos there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and my suggestion to you is maybe make like a montage of it, you know, because like I was th- going back to that conversation earlier, we were talking about like uh, documentaries. So I thought yeah. of like, you know, how, like Jake Paul, right before his fights come out, he always has like a documentary post. And then yeah. the post yeah. is just like his build up towards like fame, who he beat, and like on all these like 4K HD videos of Tyron Woodley and all these other fighters he's just knocked out. I think yeah. it's interesting. So if you pull like a montage, maybe for you, you know, that'll be like such a great piece, you know? So yeah. I'm just. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's definitely coming because I think that that would be like again i have to like always satisfy my creativity and i think that's one of the things that will get me there awesome man so thank you so much bro i'll talk to you later but thank you for so much for coming on the podcast um we'll give you a shout out (laughs) whenever this thing drops too so thank you so much peace bro i appreciate it thank you guys later bye